Welcome to freescripturebooks.org, the knowledge of God. My name is Jeff and we're studying judgment. We started out with eternal judgment, which is an elementary teaching. Everybody, even in elementary school, should understand what eternal judgment is, eternal life or uh, eternal death. That's anybody can understand that, but there are judgments that are more difficult to understand. And there are some judgments of God that man probably never understand on this side of eternity. But now we're going to talk about the wrath of God, the wrath of God. What, when, and where? Wrath of God, what, where, what, when, and where? So let's start with Zephaniah chapter 1, verses 14 through 18. Near is the great day of the Lord, near and coming very quickly. Listen, the day of the Lord. It is, in it the warriors cry out bitterly. A day of wrath is that day, a day of troubles and distress, a day of destruction and desolation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet and battle cry against the fortified cities, the high cornered towers, all bringing distress upon men. So they will walk like the blind because they have sinned against the Lord and the blood will be poured out like dust and their flesh like dung. Neither their silver nor gold will be able to deliver on that day of the Lord's wrath and all the earth will be devoured in the fire of his jealousy. For he will make complete uh, in, in indeed a terrifying one of all uh, of the inhabitants of the earth. So that's definitely not something we want to go through. What, when, and where? And we did talk about the scripture, and we are seeing just a little taste of it. I do not believe God's wrath is, you know, here, at least on this, this level. The wrath of God does abide in the flesh of those who do not receive Jesus. So you can consider that kind of wrath. But the wrath that God, you know, pours upon those who reject the commandments of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ, this is the wrath that it's talking about. So right now, what's going on is what I see what's going on. This is a more prophetic thing is rebuilding of the Tower of Babel against the day of the Lord. You know, we you know we all started out in the Garden of uh, uh, the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, and the moose, and then we can see what happened that Adam and Eve sinned and they got kicked out of the garden, and Cain killed Abel, and things got worse and worse until the day of Noah, and where God had to destroy the whole world because the because they thought of violence continually, so only eight people were saved, and then they get off the uh, get off the boat, the animals take off running throughout the whole world and then uh, God tells uh, Noah and, and, and his family to be fruitful and multiply and spread out throughout the whole world and next thing we see is the Tower of Babel and we see the Tower of Babel building a high tower people were living in a city they were not spreading out like God told them and but why were they building a high tower the reason they were building a high tower is because they saw that God destroyed the earth and so they weren't serving God. They didn't want to serve God. They went back to the same ways that God destroyed those people. And so they just decided that somehow that they were going to build a tower high enough that God could no longer destroy them. That they were able to make it through God's judgment and still stand on their own two legs. And so I see that net right now. We're building the Tower of Babel against the day of the Lord. A lot of people, you know, I've heard some things. You know, there's... Uh, um, one of the stations I watch, you know, PBS, um, they say our only answer, this is what they quote on there, especially about this pandemic, our only answer is science. That is not our only answer. I have nothing against science. God created good science. God created the, the greatest sciences that it, scientists that ever lived throughout history. They were believers in Jesus Christ. They believed the laws of Moses. It says, you know, the wages of sin brings the, uh, bring death. And so they believed the Savior that trusting in him, you know, will bring us life. 
So there, I have nothing against science, but there's a whole lot of science that has no God, and science that leaves God out of the equation is, is not real science. So our answer is not science alone. Our answer is, is a trusting and serving the one true God that he can give us answers that we need scientifically. You know, the scripture, I have, so I am for science. God is the one, it says, it says in Proverbs that, uh, it's it's to the um, God's glory to hide a thing, and to a king's glory to find to find to find that thing. So God has hidden things. God has made us made us a wonderful body. It says in one Psalm thirty nine, you know who can who can find it. So so studying the body and studying the uh, studying biology and all these other ologies is 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 what God wants. It's what God intended for us to, to look into deep into His creation and see how how. Uh, just how wonderful he is and that's what science is science is always supposed to you know point us to the one true god but people don't want to serve god they want to make they want to make their own way and so science you know so there are certain scientists not all of them there are certain community in healthcare not all of them that are trying to build up a tower of babel against the great day of the lord and it's just not going to stand when god judges it's going to be judged and it doesn't matter how well or how strong you think you are it says the warriors are going to cry out bitterly so once again there is no separation there's no difference between or there's there is no war between faith and true science. There is a war between faith and no faith, which means, you know, Paul says, you know, pray that I deliver from these people without faith. There was a lot of people in the healthcare, you know, and and in science community that wants nothing to do with God, that wants nothing to do with with Jesus. Well, they're faithless. They're and what the direction they're going is going to lead them into into chaos, you know, and so that's not true science. But, but I believe, but you can't have faith and you can't have science. You first believe God. I don't, you know, go to the doctor, but first go to, go to God. If you're sick, first go to God. First pray. Then, you know, he tells you to go to the doctor. Then go to the doctor. You know, God's not against doctor. God created doctors. Satan sure didn't create doctors. You know, it's the only thing Satan can do is corrupt. So Satan has corrupted doctors. Satan has corrupted science. Satan has corrupted those kind of things. But we better not rebuild the Tower of Babel against the day of the Lord because it will not stand. I don't care how much a prepper you are. If you don't have Jesus, it doesn't matter how much prepping you're doing because you'll, you'll run out of resources. You, you will die before you can even use what your resources you have. Some other person, you're prepping for somebody else to, to take what you have. I'm not against prepping. I'm not against, you know, pre preparing. God, throughout Scripture, we need to be prepared. Especially, we need to be prepared, you know, with at least two fishes and, you know, and, and five loaves of bread so we can help some people. You know, so we need to need to be ready. You know, God tells us to be prepared. But if we're trying to prepare against the, the, the wrath of the Lord, you know, prepare for against the day of judgment, we're just not going to be prepared enough. So no one will know what to do. All blind. We talked about that on a previous episode. They sin against the Lord. Money will not buy you peace of mind. I just heard last last night. I, I I've never really watched this show called it's a um, reality show called Survivor. But last night I was waiting, you know, find out the weather because we had some bad weather, and, and I guess the Survivor came on. It was, it was the conclusion and showing, you know, the the winners. And this is, this is like the 40th season or something like that. And and so somebody won, and they won, I think it was $2 million. And the guy actually said this. It says, thank God, because this world is going, so, well, he didn't say thank God, I don't think. But he said, this world is going crazy right now, so I need this money so that I may have peace of mind. He's not going to have peace of mind. How can you have peace of mind when there's a virus out there killing who, whoever will? You know, how can you have peace of mind? You're going to just use that money and just 
seclude you somewhere else and block everything else off. You just you, money does not bring peace of mind. It brings a false peace of mind. God is a jealous God. God really is jealous, not because you know our you know jealousy like we have in the flesh, like you know man doesn't want to see his wife talking to any other man, like he's jealous. But if the but if the woman is flirting with a man, the right the the man has a right to be jealous because she is violating her vows or violating the relationship. And so God is a jealous God when we violate relationship. And not only is he jealous because we've served another God, but he's jealous because he knows those other phony baloney gods out there are not going to treat us well. And we're going to end up in the ditch. We're going to end up on the wrong side of life because there is no other God who loves us like the one true God, Jehovah. You know, uh, so Jesus is, is, the, is the one. So he gets me je very jealous when we try to serve other gods, not only on his part because we first promised to him, but because he knows destruction is coming to us from those other people who are not going to, or those other gods are not going to treat us well. And it says, and it says uh, in Zephaniah that God's going to bring this to a complete end, which means no remnant this time. God has always left a remnant of his people. Um, and there were some uh, uh, nations that he completely, utterly destroyed. But there's going to be a, a time when Jesus comes back and he's going to separate the sheep from the goat and talk about the nations. There's not going to be any remnant of, of ungodly people. In fact, when Jesus gets done judging, there's going to be a moment in time where every single person on this planet Earth is going to be serving Jesus. There, you know, there's people going to be giving birth. And so when people give birth, you know, once again, everybody's going to once again have a choice to serve. And, and, and I'm not going to get further into that. But there's going to be a complete end on the day of of judgment the wrath of god is going to bring a complete end let's see let's go on to the second point um this is matthew chapter 3 verses 7 through 10 it said but when he saw many of the pharisees and sadducees coming from coming for baptism he said to them this is john the baptist you brought of vipers who warned you to flee from the wrath that comes so there's wrath to come therefore bear fruit and keep in repentance and do not suppose that you can say to yourselves, we have Abraham for our father. For I say to you that from these stones, God is able to raise children up, children to Abraham. The axe is already laid at the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So first, one thing is talking about the fruit of repentance. You know, we live in a culture now where I'm hearing over and over that all you have to do is just believe. They quote John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that gave his only begotten son that whosoever perish shall not. Um, um, I mean, whosoever believe with him shall not perish. And so they pop that scripture out of, out, of, out, of, out of the Bible and try to make that scripture stand on its own. It can't stand on its own because it needs the other scriptures around it. It needs the full counsel of God. And so, but anyway, they, they say all you need to do is believe. There's nothing in there repentance. Well, there's plenty of other scriptures that are talking about eternal life. Plenty of other scriptures talking about salvation that do tell us to repent. Even Paul, I mean, uh, Peter, when those 3,000 people came uh, after, you know, Peter and all of them were speaking in tongues and they came down and, and Peter told them, said, uh, you know, they need to repent and turn to God and, and, and have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a fruit of repentance. And a fruit of repentance means not only do you mentally assent that this is wrong and this is right, but you quit doing what is wrong and you start doing what is right. There's got to be fruit with it. And there's way too many Christians that will tell you, they stand just like this Pharisee say, well, we have Abraham, our father. Oh, well, I go to church. Well, my mom's a pastor or my dad's a pastor or, or, or you know, I have a Bible or I'm, I'm, I'm in a Christian nation. I was raised as a Christian. They stand on these, all these outer things and not on true um, repentance, which has fruit that shows that you are of Christ-like. That's what a Christian is. It's supposed to be Christ-like. 
And if you're not Christ-like, then, well, well, let's go on. I go to church. I'm religious. I know the scriptures. Bearing fruit keeps you out of the consuming fire of God. Because, you know, uh, John the Baptist is telling you, you of vipers, who warns you to flee from the wrath to come? And so we want to be out of the fire of God so we might have fruits that keeps the, the, um, the fruit of repentance. John chapter 3 verses 30, uh, 36. Who believes in the Son has eternal life, but he who does not obey the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God abides in him. So this is John 3.36. You know what it said John 3.16, which, which is a scripture that's probably used most in the Bible. So this is only 20 scriptures later, same chapter. And it says, who believes in the Son has eternal life, and who does not obey the Son will not see life. So right there is talking repentance. Though the wrath of God abides in him. Wrath abides in those who take obedience lightly. Now it doesn't mean repent. Now repentance, some people want to put their faith and trust in repentance. Their ability to repent of their sins. Or their ability to confess their sins. You know, if all you're doing is repenting of your sins, confess your sins, and you're still lost. Because you got to, because you got to turn from your sins and turn to somebody, which is Jesus Christ. So repent of your sins, but don't stop there. Turn to Jesus Christ. Um, Romans chapter one, verses sixteen through nineteen, it says, "For I am not ashamed of the gospel; it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as written: But the righteous man shall live by faith. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because that is which is known about God is evident within them. For God made it evident to them." So God is right telling right there that, that people, there is no such thing as atheist. If you're an atheist, it's because you suppress the truth in unrighteousness. You suppress it. You press it down. I don't want to see it. It's talking about that the heavens and earth show that there is a God, but you suppress that with, with stupid thoughts. You suppress that with, with your fake the pseudoscience. You, you know, and your ideas of evolution, your ideas of all those kind of stuff, you suppress it, the truth in unrighteousness. But those who are in Christ are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Those who are not uh, in Christ are not ashamed to speak out that there is one way, one truth, and one life. And that's name is Jesus. And there was a way to the Father, but through Jesus. So we live by faith. You know, we, uh, the wrath of God is against those who suppress the gospel. And suppression begins with ignoring what you have already seen. So you may not have seen much and you may not know about Jesus. But if you've seen, you can look out there, see that. See the wonderful heavens and earth that God created. That alone puts an idea in your head that there is a God. That man did not create this. That this just didn't pop out of nothing. You know, this just didn't boom, boom, blast at a, you know, some big bang. But this was a whole lot more than that. There was a creator. There is a creator. And the creator is coming soon for us. So don't suppress what you already know. So uh, Romans chapter 2 verses 4 through 8 says, Or do you think lightly? Or you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and tolerance and, and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance. But because of your stubbornness and unrepentant hearts, you are storing up for wrath for yourself in the day of wrath. The revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each person according to his deeds, those who by perseverance and doing good seek for glory and honor, immortality, eternal life. But those who are selfishly ambitious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, wrath, and indignation. So this is a scripture which says the kindness of God leads to the kindness of God leads to repentance. And a lot of people quote that scripture. You know they never never want to talk about judgment. They never want to talk about wrath. They only say, well, that's not right because remember the kindness of God leads to repentance. Well, that scripture is right there in the middle where he's talking about the wrath of God. 
So how can you know somebody's kindness without also knowing that there is a wrath? Do not think, uh, think lightly of his riches of his kindness. Too many people think lightly. Okay, he's kind, so no big deal. He'll be kind again tomorrow. He'll be kind again tomorrow. But you're going to find out that God is kind tomorrow, but you're going to find a day you wake up that the kindness is now turned into wrath because you, you have stored it up for yourself. It says you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath because you have stubbornness. You're stubborn. God's kind, but you're stubborn to receive the, his kindness and repent. You're, you're on repentant heart. And it says, but those who by perseverance and doing good seek for glory and honor and mortality, eternal life. So if you want to know if you're saved, because people want to say, once saved, always saved. Or once saved, always saved if you're really saved. Or I was, I was saved and I was lost and I got saved again then I was lost and I got saved again then I was lost. It's real simple. Do you, do you love God? If you, do you love God? Are you seeking good? Are you going after God? Those by perseverance and doing good seek for glory and honor and immortality and eternal life. Are you seeking those things, even as a Christian? Or as you say, I'm a Christian, but you're seeking all the things that the world seeks. Remember, the world seeks, Jesus says, the world seeks you know, the money. The world seeks food. The world seeks clothing. The world seeks all these other things. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things be added to you. So if the world seeks those things, what, is, what does it mean for us to seek the kingdom of God? It means us seeking these things. And we seek the glory and honor, immortality, eternal life. That's what that's those are things we're supposed to seek. And so, if you're seeking those things, you're gonna you're gonna be on the right side of life. You're gonna be on the right side of the day of the day of the Lord and the day of judgment. You're not gonna be you're not storing up wrath for yourself because you're looking for Jesus Christ. But to those who are selfishly ambitious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteous wrath and ignition, that's the only thing they can expect on the day of wrath. So they're not impressed with the kindness of God. Remember those memes going around a few years ago about a, um, a gymnastic girl not being impressed, and they end up putting their picture everywhere, no matter, and you know, and her looking not impressed, no matter what happened. Well, there's a whole lot of people not impressed with the kindness of God. <laughs> you know, they have a, a stubborn and unrepentant heart that works against the kindness of God. They're saving up wrath for the for for God for another day, and 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 so stop being a legalist. You know, what are you seeking? If you're seeking honor and mortality eternal life you're seeking the glory of god then you're going to find out that you're not storing up wrath but you're storing up great uh, riches and glory in christ jesus so it looks like uh needed uh well, free scripture books.org the knowledge of god be blessed